0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Alicia here from the Strong Her Way. It is so good to be here with you this week. I am super stoked to be bringing you this episode all about self care as a mom. There is so much that we could do in this arena, and there is so much maybe that we even feel like we have to do. I also know that there are a lot of us moms who maybe feel like self care is a little bit selfish, or we just don't feel like There really is enough time to even just kind of pause and do those little things for us that we know would kind of fill the cup, would maybe top it off. And so that is what this episode is all about today. It's an interview that I did with a friend of mine a while back, and we are just now getting out to or getting around to bringing it out for you. And it's just kind of a raw, open conversation about self care whether or not it's selfish as a mom and how to really navigate that in a way that does ultimately end up filling your cup, adding to your life rather than taking away or making you feel guilty or feel bad about doing something for yourself. Because at the end of the day, um, I think all of our goals is to do those things that fill us up, that take care of us because we need it for sure because we deserve it. We're worth it. Um, And also because we recognize that when we do kind of take that time and we invest in ourselves a little bit, even just a little bit, how much that ends up impacting how we are showing up into the world and the things that we're able to accomplish for other people as well. So just to kind of preface here, we are kind of coming in sort of like a fly on the wall into a conversation that I had with my friend, um, like I shared. And so you are really just kind of getting this raw sort of behind the scenes conversation um, where we really kind of talk about, you know, shifting the hats throughout the day that we're wearing, um, how exhausting that can be to kind of go from maybe one role to the next, the next, and just how much, you know, we really do need to kind of pause and make sure that we have like a. Wide variety of tools that we're using when it comes to self care. So let's get into the episode, the self care because I think that working out for me, I would, I always kind of saw that as as self care. But I think that for a long time that was really the extent of it. Is it was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing self care. I got my workout in. And yes, that's a component of it. But if that is your only source of self care when you get injured or when you get sick or when the gyms close down, then what do you do? Right. Like if that's your only, and and it could be anything, like if your only form of self-care was like taking a bath, what happens if you can't do that? You know? So I think it's
1: just good to go into the nail salon or
0: something. Yeah. It's like, you need to have like a wide toolbox. And I think definitely like hitting the different areas. So like, what are some things that you could do that make you feel good physically? What are some things that you could do that make you feel good mentally? What are some things that you could do to kind of take care of your emotional health, your relational
1: health and your social health? I like those five steps, like those five, not steps, but like, yeah, like like the five areas to look at.
0: Yeah, and I'm. That's kind of what I'm always asking my clients. Like when we're talking about making lifestyle changes, it's like, okay, how is this going to impact these kind of five key areas? Um, I know there's like financial and spiritual as well. I think it's overall it's like seven key areas of well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not like in finances, so I don't really touch on that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree.
1: Not my forte. <laughs> yeah. No, that that one to the people that actually deal with the finances. Right, right. I think a lot of people um, think when you say not you, but you know, when one says self care, it always comes at least like the people I encounter, and, and like you said, like I think it falls on moms because we wear so many hats that that's the last thing on the list. You know, where where's the self care hat? Where does it fit into? all the other hats we wear. And I think we take that for granted a little bit before we become moms. I know I was talking to a girlfriend about this the other day because her sister just got married and is still, you know, it's like where you don't appreciate all the time you had when you thought you were busy, like when you were in college and stuff. And you're like, how was I busy? I don't understand. And we take that for granted a little bit. And I don't even know if people realize how much they lose it when they become moms. Like, I think it's such a seamless transition and such a natural transition away from it because you're, I think your biology changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so you're automatically on this, like, I have to do X, Y, and Z. I have to care for my child. I have to be a wife. I have to do these things. And it's just not even in your head that that's a thing to yeah. do. But I think that when, when I talk to other moms and stuff who, who struggle with self-care, one of the things that always seems to come up is the mom guilt, but they always also think that it is, um, fitness related. Like, well, well, I can't get up and work out in the morning or something. And I'm like, that's not like that's self-care for me maybe, or for whoever, but that doesn't mean that that's what you need. Or I have another friend who, I'm all about like spa nights, at home spa nights. And I give myself a facial and pluck my eyebrows, you know, and paint my nails. And it just feels good to do that sometimes, you know? And my friend, she can't do that because she has really severe eczema. And so she's like, I can't use any of those products. So it's not like an enjoyable experience for me because it makes her skin act up so bad. But for her doing arts and crafts and having some kind of like, art project that she's working on is her self-care and her me time, you know, and that was kind of eye-opening for me a little bit too, but there's so many different ways you can fit self-care into a day and it doesn't have to be like, okay, husband, you're on kid duty and I'm having this time and I need one hour every day to do whatever, you know, like it doesn't have to be like that.
0: Yeah. I, um, I think it's really similar to kind of, my philosophy on like nutrition or fitness or something is that it needs to fit within the context of the rest of your life. Yes. Right. Like it needs to be kind of the seamless transition of, um, you know, where it's not like setting aside a whole day and like having to arrange a sitter or having to make sure that your husband's going to be home so that you can like spend eight hours on yourself. Um, but, but for somebody, if that's what works and that's how it works for your family, by all means do that. Um, but I, I'm a huge fan of like finding little pockets of time, you know, even if it's 15 minutes before the kids get up and you get to have your coffee and it's hot and you don't have to listen to mom, 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 that's self care. Like, can you sacrifice 15 minutes? Can you turn TV off? Can you turn your phone off 15 minutes earlier at night? so that you can give yourself that gift the next day. Right. And I think when we really look at self-care, we need to ask ourselves, like, am I doing this? And is it filling my cup? Is it recharging me? Is it making me a better version of myself? Or is it kind of like fake self-care? Like watching TV? Yes. I get, I mean, I'm the same way where it's like, I need to sometimes just turn on the TV so that my brain I stop thinking I stop you know doing the things but does that make me feel the same way as like going for a walk or reading a book or drawing or doing something else no it doesn't like I definitely feel way more recharged when I do something else and so I guess you know like whatever it is that you're saying is your form of self care like really take a look at that and ask yourself does this actually make me feel recharged and make me feel better? Or when I'm done, do I kind of have the same stressed out, overwhelmed, exhausted
1: feeling that I did before? That's so true. That's a great, that's a great point. And I like the fill your cup thing. So it's so funny because I never heard that analogy prior to getting involved in network marketing. And I guess really like entrepreneur land because I feel like that's not that common until you make that decision and that change as a human to like go into something on your own, I guess, you or know, invest in yourself. You right. Know. And, and that's where it's taught, but you know, in going side in home ec or, right. or I guess it's not called
0: home ec anymore. My daughter's taking, um, family, and consumer sciences. Yeah. They're not teaching it there. They're not teaching it in health class.
1: Or like even when you, you know, they don't teach it in college. You don't go into corporate America. Corporate America is so go, 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 go. Like they're anti-self-care, I feel like. (laughs) You know, so it was such a foreign concept. And I was like, this makes so much sense. And if you're not into self, like any kind of that bettering yourself kind of thing. Yeah. The personal development stuff. Yeah. You're never going to hear that phrase, Mm -hmm. but it makes so much sense. And I always, I saw somebody actually do a a visual of it where they poured in a cup and they're like, okay, I did self-care today. Mm -hmm. I did my workout or I, whatever. And they filled this much up. And then they're like, oh, but now I have to give to my kids and give to my husband. And they dumped it out. And then they're like, I'm still giving, but there's no water left in my cup. And I was like, wow, the visual was really good. And then she did a visual where it was like, okay, I did this and I colored and I turned off social media and like until it was overflowing and that concept of overflowing. So I just wanted to put it out there with that visual because that was so telling to me of like oh, that's what it means when you fill your cup. It's, you, you can't just do one thing one time Mm -hmm. and say, oh, I did my self-care for the week because five seconds later that self-care is out the door, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially with all the responsibilities we in general have in life um, and as adults. So.
0: And I I think as, as moms, we, or like as women, I feel like it sort of is conditioned and things might be changing a little bit now. Like, I definitely think the way that my daughter sees me take care of myself is way different than I ever grew up seeing women in my life taking care of themselves. Um, But I think that by and large, kind of the script that we are raised with as little girls and then turning into women and then turning into moms is that it is our job to nurture and to take care of and to kind of make sure that everybody else always has what they need is without, you know, isn't wanting, isn't whatever. And so I I think that for so many women, it can be really easy to just kind of, you know, be pouring it out all day in everybody else's cup and then your cup might get a little bit of a splash here or there. Um, I think that you and I kind of also talked about this a little bit when we first connected is that I n- never really had a problem kind of, you know, taking time for myself and the, like, it's good, but there has definitely also been times where I really wondered like, Oh my gosh, is there something wrong with me? Like I'm so selfish or I'm not, you know, maybe like a normal mom or a normal
1: woman or I don't know. Sorry. My dog was barking. Um, Yeah. I, yes, I, we did talk about that. And I set the boundary super early. Thankfully, my husband was really receptive and okay with it. And I think that sometimes even our spouses are raised, not seeing women taking care of themselves or their moms taking care of themselves. So it's equally, they just have an image. It's a preconceived notion of what motherhood is supposed to be and what you're supposed to, how you're supposed to live. But I did set that standard, like you said, up front. And I agree that there were times, and there was definitely times when I just felt like I was missing out. And I really went through this struggle, especially early on when my kids were little, like babies, that if I went and did something and I wasn't around them, I was going to miss out on something. And I had this fear of missing out. And I still struggle with that. I'm like, okay, I need to go do this, but wait, you're going to go for a walk. What if I miss something? What if something happens that I want to know about? What if somebody falls? Like Fighting that urge to, like everything's going to be okay. And Mm -hmm. And I'm not, anything I miss, like, is not going to be that big of a deal. Right. You know? And I think that that was, I mean, that was a big part of why I stayed home too, initially, because I didn't want to like miss the first steps. I didn't want to miss what if they do the something for the first time. I was just always a fe- I have a fear of missing out. <laughs> Almost. Hardcore right here. That's me. <laughs> it wasn't a thing back in the day, but that's me. Um, but so I had to push that aside. Even though I knew the importance, and I said up front, I, I will have mom's nights because I need that for my own mental well-being, and I will take certain times to do certain things or to shower or whatever it may be. And but then pushing aside and, and realizing, like having to talk myself out of that fear of missing something.
0: Yeah. I... I I mean, that's like, I feel like we could talk about mom guilt and just the fear like in parenting for hours, probably. Um, It is just, I don't know. It is just interesting. I guess all I can say is you're not being selfish. If you take some time for yourself, you need to just figure out you know, a handful of things, like what are five things that you like to do that do kind of feed, you know, those main areas, like feed your mind, take care of yourself emotionally, physically, relationally, and socially, and spiritually, like, what are some things that you could do on a daily basis that don't have to take a lot of time, they don't have to cost a lot of money, but that you're just kind of making those little deposits into your cup, you know, all the time. And, and actually just this analogy sort of popped up for me. I remember uh, when we had our daughter, she's our oldest one. And I just loved her so much. I mean, she definitely became an idol in my life and I loved her so much. And I just, there was that fear of like, how could I love another child as much as I love this one? And so much so that I was almost like, I think I just want one. I think she's just going to be an only child. And I'm so thankful that she's not, uh, because our son definitely like completed our family. Uh, but I think that it's, I I think when we look at sort of that analogy of filling your cup, I equate it to that similar idea of like the love didn't split. Like my love wasn't divided between my kids. I didn't have to take it away from my daughter in order to give it to my son and i think it's sort of is that similar idea i mean sure you may have to take time from one area to give it to your self care but in the sense of like well if i take if i take this time for myself i'm taking it away from my husband or my kids or i'm taking it away from you know whatever else you have going on in your life i think it actually works the other way to where it's like if you invest in that, if you do a little bit of that every day or throughout the day, it actually, that effect like multiplies and it sort of kind of, you know, fills from the bottom up and then just starts to overflow into the other areas of your life. So it's not really like that dividing, but really it's just, you know, springs forth and your cup overfloweth.
1: (laughs) I like it. I like it. No, that's a really good analogy too. I was thinking um, too, when you were talking that it doesn't always, I don't, well, personally, I don't think it always has to pertain uh, to doing something for yourself either. um, I think that, so one of the things that I've really realized lately is that if I stop and I'm really present in the moment Like you were talking about bringing joy and does it bring joy to your life and what brings joy to your life and and focusing on that stuff. And recently I've been noticing that if I really stop and I'm really present in the moment, that will be enough for that moment to get me through the, the next meltdown or the next, you know, like, even though I'm not by myself, I'm not doing my own thing. My son every day asks me to sit down and color with him and just coloring a picture. We're all sitting at the table, just coloring. And I'm still with my kids still right there, but the phone's down. No, nope, They're not bothering me because I'm with them in the moment doing what they're doing. That is the most like relaxing, calming thing mm-hmm. that also counts as taking care of yourself because you're just taking a moment and you're living in joy mm-hmm. and you're, yeah, and you're doing you're something that brings that, you joy. That specific moment right and there's a lot of stuff out there too that i've read about how you know kids don't have this problem they're very they're fine with self-care they take care of themselves (laughs) first and foremost and if we all really like if if you ever take a step back and live like a kid or like think about a situation through a a four-year-old's eyes you know and how they would view it and just run around in the bubbles with no cares in the world it's like the biggest release as an adult to be able to do that. So I just thought those were some interesting points. My dog just opened the door. That is so funny. Sorry.
0: That we'll, is will okay. cut that out. I don't even think we should edit that part out. Yeah, <laughs> I love how you hit on that, where it it doesn't even have to look maybe the way that you think that it needs to. And I think bonus, if you can get... A couple of things ticked off like you were pouring into your kids you were spending time with them but you also you know it was just like you said giving yourself the gift of that moment so um, i think that that's super impactful and very insightful and just a fresh way to even look at self-care all right there you have it it is so important for us as women to be super intentional about how we are spending our time, where we are giving our energy to, and to really just make sure we have that wide variety of self-care tools essentially that we can utilize and understand that there might be different seasons where one thing works and then maybe it doesn't work so well in another. But ultimately, you know, the self-care is about you taking care of yourself. It's about you kind of filling your cup Not just so that it can kind of stay there, right? Stay inside your own cup, but so that it can really just kind of expand and pour out into all of the other cups around you. So I hope that you found some value in this episode today. If you want to dive a little bit deeper into this work and you're not quite sure how to get started with that, I want to invite you to hop on a free 60-minute call with me. On that call, we will really just kind of dive into maybe where you're at now, where you want to be, the goals that you have for yourself. We'll discover what the obstacles are that are actually keeping you stuck. And we'll start to walk through and really create the blueprint to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for hanging out. And I can't wait to chat with you again soon.